0: It's a house show!
1: show. It's where we're at. It's a house show, guys. It's been a (laughs) while. It's the end of the year, the beginning of a new year. uh, It's
0: 2021.
1: Yeah, we just recorded a couple episodes, um, so we figured we'd talk about what we watched, saw, enjoyed, looking forward to in uh, the very wide universe world of wrestling.
0: Kind of year in review of 2020.
1: Yeah, and we're not guys that only watch wrestling, you can tell that in the first 20 minutes of our show where we, you know, talk about... uh, Food, and movies, and music, Mm -hmm. and
0: all those other things. Yes. But this is a wrestling show, so we do talk Mm -hmm. about wrestling. Yeah. And we usually cover... We don't usually cover. We always cover things way back in the past, but we do... Yeah. Enjoy current wrestling as well, to, history X to a point. Yes. The X
1: is an infinity sign. We're just we just keep on
0: moving. <laughs> That's right. And so we thought we'd just come together and kind of talk about some of the things we enjoyed or didn't enjoy, even. Yes, and maybe even some things that we're looking forward to. A weird year
1: in wrestling. A a, a
0: um. A weird sport. year I'm gonna, in I'm, the I'm, entire well, like, world. Yes,
1: <laughs> I'm going to call it a. Uh, sport, but a sport that is based on getting a reaction from the people that are present in a year where the for the for the most part nobody's present.
0: No one is present. Yeah.
1: Wrestling isn't acting. People couldn't. People probably have said that in the past, and they're
0: wrong. And this year proves that. Yeah. So I mean, let's just kind of because. Kind of talking and don't know really what to say <laughs> so if you haven't figured out from what we talk about a little bit but michael is very much new japan yeah i, I love st- my new japan as well i stick to that for the most part i'm, I'm learning, not a I'm learning about it. things shane's learning about new japan and he watches some aew and michael watches some aew and wwe as well if i'm at
1: home and the pay-per-view is happening that evening, I will put it on and watch it. Maybe not as intently, but it'll be on, so I do catch a decent amount of the bigger shows.
0: Yeah. I'm probably more in tune in the AEW world than the other two, and Shane's probably a little bit more in tune with the WWE than the the rest of us. So we're kind of a well-balanced machine here and, and kind of covering the... The The major,
1: major, um,
0: promotions of the world. So, we just kind of wanted to talk, what are some of the things that we really enjoyed this year? I think we
1: should do a round robin, starting with Shane, where you just say a thing, we'll
2: jab on it and the next guy gets to say a thing. Um, well, I'll start at the beginning of the year then. Alright. Uh, I mean, the first thing that pops in my mind that I was super excited about while watching the show... Um, happened at the Royal Rumble uh, with the return of one Mister Adam Copeland, A.K.A. Edge.
0: Oh, what a great moment!
2: Yes, I mean the entire Royal Rumble match. Oh yeah, the Royal Rumble this this year. The men's one. Granted, you know it was one of our last shows with a, a live crowd, but yeah, just the the production of all of it was was awesome.
1: I'm struggling. I remember, I watched it. I'm struggling to remember it, and to me, like edge is part of the the like the brood i didn't catch any of like his super stardom so that moment where i thought i know it was cool and everybody popped for it and but it w- didn't it wasn't the it same for me as know.
2: it was with you guys you didn't have the heartbreak of watching the oh. monday night raw app Uh, he had to retire on.
1: Yeah, yeah. And,
2: you know, seeing the emotions that he went through, feeling them yourself, and then having this, you know, surprise moment happen all these years later when you just assumed it was Forced retirement at the top of your career. Yeah. 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 And, you know, him popping back out, you know, in the middle of the rumble, you know, the music hitting, you could see the emotion on his face, you know, to where it was like, oh my God, I'm actually back here. Yeah. And, you know, there was... A moment where it looked like he was going to break and, you know, shed a tear. Or it may have just been, you know, my own emotions bouncing back off the it. TV. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just that... It was the glare. That the moment, glare of the TV. That moment no that crime. you didn't think was going to happen, you know. We had Shawn Michaels return all those years ago and it was an awesome thing. But this one was... Similar to Daniel Bryan's return. Yeah. Yeah, but Edge was twice as long as, as both of them. Yeah. And, yeah, it was... Something that we just assumed would never happen because it had been almost a decade, and that's all we had heard was, "No, no, he can't come back. He won't come back. He, you know, is injured and cannot be fixed." How did you feel about what
1: programs he went into throughout the year?
2: Uh, I mean, I enjoyed the the build up to a lot of the stuff that he did with Randy Orton. The build up, unfortunately for the most part was better than some of the matches. Granted, we only had two matches, but you know the, the first match they had at Mania was Probably
0: a little Probably one of the too, worst matches
2: yeah. that I've seen all year. They went too far, they went too long, uh, yeah. they, and then they turned around and named the next match the greatest match of all time and had that to live up to before they actually even got in the ring yeah. to do and, it.
0: And I've said it multiple times, and I'll probably say it again at some point, that they don't name that match that. People look very favorably on that match. But since they did name it that, it had high expectations, and it it never was going to reach that. No. Yeah. It's like
1: putting out... I mean, I'm sure they do it all the time, but it's like, oh, the sequel to the movie... With a sequel to the movie, it's it's gonna it's so much better than it's gonna be so much better than the first one. And how often do you get a sequel that is better? But you don't have to. Say, it doesn't have to be better. You just can't say that it's better. No, because yeah. then people come in with knives out.
0: What well, about you, Michael? Oh, give, give us something that you really liked.
1: This is one that I haven't seen people talk about as uh, much. And for me, with New Japan. The like, I know that Wrestle Kingdom is the beginning of January, but to me, it's the end of that cycle.
0: Yeah,
1: so I'm not even gonna really go there at the moment because Wrestle Kingdom is tomorrow. Of of like, you're probably
0: it probably has happened as you've yeah, it's a
1: full year, (laughs) a, a full year ago is when this happened, and it's the beginning of. It's the end of that year, so it's like, yeah, it's January, so it counts, but I'm just going to forego that for the most part and talk about stuff after that, and one of my favorite matches of this year was, I believe it was B-Block, so night two of G1, Tetsuya Naito versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, may have got the most, like, uh fuck yes, this is wrestling. This is the wrestling that I want. (laughs) Like As opposed to, like, there's been other shocking things uh, that have happened. But this was just, like, exactly what the fuck that I want most of the time. You can't have it all the time because then it wouldn't be special. But I think that this match is one that's not talked about as much as, like, I enjoyed it. I feel like they would be like, oh yeah, that was really good. But I was like, it's Hiroshi Tanahashi and fucking Tetsuya Naito. And they put on an incredible match that had me, you know, like jumping up out of my fucking chair. Uh, and Tetsuya Naito pinned Tanahashi. Tanahashi is in a down cycle, but is by no means incapable of pinning anybody in the ring with. Uh, so that is a big one for me that I feel like was overshadowed and not talked
0: about. I mean, I th- I feel like people did recognize it when it happened. But Yeah. I think the biggest issue, especially with this year's G1, is that there were a lot of matches that were really good, but I never felt like any of them hit that great status. I think this is the one that did that for me.
1: This was like the one, and it was maybe it was because it was early, and it was night two. And but that, I think this was possible. fucking magic. Like, so, I mean, I think I right... was ready for the G one to happen, and this was the first match that like wowed me. And Sam, I have to go back and look because I,
2: I never got to watch. I mean, any that right that
0: match I did really enjoy that match. I think my favorite G one match was probably Shingo and Will Osprey. Incredible
1: match. I don't know if I like it more, but I'm just like basing this on like. Body reaction, yeah, and then, like that was one that got me fucking
0: going, which is what wrestling's about. It's exactly what it's supposed to be about. Yeah, and and then of course one that's, it, I don't know how you kind of rate the match, but it's going to always oh, be memorable. I know memorable. you're going to say, and this is a huge one for me. And it's Tai Chi versus Ibushi kick fight. Literally, the entire match is kicks. Then trading <laughs> kicks. They, they trade just, kicks. That's all they do It's incredible And yeah It's absolutely incredible Like I knew I had heard about it Before I watched it Because I was You know I don't always watch one. Like the day of I'm usually a couple weeks Behind or so So I had heard about it And I was just like Whatever Okay How, how is this really Going to be that great And then I'm just Sitting there like I'm just like Mesmerized by <laughs> Them just Kicking the crap Out of each I see, other See
1: I watched it Early enough to not know And just like Watching it And being like Okay, they're kicking each other. They're only gonna kick each other. They're only <laughs> gonna kick each other. I was like, okay, well, at some point it'll come to a breaking point. Somebody'll do something else.
2: No, no they just no. kick each
1: other, and the balls <laughs> that that takes, especially in front of a crowd that's like, that's like minimized and urged not to uh, yell as to spread virus. Yeah. Uh, fucking like hats off to Abushi bringing his craziness in a like palatable like new Japan way as Absolutely. opposed to you know wrestling a fucking blow-up doll and uh, the other great thing about that is it was towards the end of the G1 and it played in heavily to Ibushi's matches yeah. spoiler he beat Tai Chi but like <laughs> you know uh, yeah the kick match man
2: Whew. So what do you give an audience that has seen everything? something they've never seen like a match that is all kicks I like that yeah, yeah it was yeah. fucking crazy it was I love it very
0: crazy uh, moving over to AEW uh, I mean the obvious answer is Omega and Hangman versus the Young Bucks uh, back at Revolution that match I mean you know it's the first plus five star tag match ever by Meltzer
1: it was uh, probably one of the more enjoyable AEW matches that I saw all year because there was that Hangman Kenny
0: tension, tension
1: which like I'm not super involved in
0: because which actually the tension... I never really believe these guys, yeah, which
1: is a problem for me.
0: The tension but... hadn't hit the boiling point there, like no. it, it was just kind of it was kind of bubbling underneath, but it wasn't completely there yet.
1: No, this was like the first time where
0: like it. Like,
1: raised eyebrows on a big stage, I guess.
0: But you literally have four guys who... I mean, I've been watching for at least the last four years in Ring of Honor and New Japan. Just, like, Omega is the top of his game, usually. And this match was one of the few matches that he, he was at the top of his game during this year. The Young Bucks are always, I mean, they. Young they Bucks seem, do they, Young Bucks well. Yes. That, that is exactly it. Because if you watch enough Young Bucks matches, you know exactly what's going to happen at certain points. Mm-hmm. But it's still entertaining. And they do do it so well. The Young Bucks are kind of, to me, the um, Harlem
1: Globetrotters of professional wrestling, which might sound kind of shitty, but the Harlem Globetrotters are incredibly talented and exactly. do things that other guys, that that actual basketball players can't do and have no business doing. Uh, it's just that it doesn't resonate with me
0: as much Which as it does with other
1: people, but that's styles. I totally understand
0: when people yeah. say, you know, they just, they think the Young Bucks are not good because they just don't connect with that style of yeah, wrestling. Yeah, and you, I wouldn't Every, say that everyone
1: they're not they're not good they're good at what they do exactly
0: that's that's exactly and right. what they
1: do has obviously touched a lot of people mm-hmm. because, <laughs> because I mean there's like two promotions in the United States essentially with television deals I mean of I any substance and one of those is on the back of like a handful of guys the young bucks being two of them
2: yeah so I remember watching them years ago on TNA when they were doing the generation me. Uh, team and mm-hmm. I knew something about them stood out that you know these guys are going to be big. You know, I there was an immediate comparison to the Hardy Boys, obviously, Absolutely. but um, there was just something different about them that I could see them taking off. You know, I hated the Generation Me name, so oh, I'm glad horrible. the the Young Bucks <laughs> finally came along. But
1: yeah, it, most people don't typically get the uh, the first. Uh, first gimmick or iteration correct
0: uh, correct (laughs) before we move on though I do want to throw a couple other matches out there that um aren't really they're in NXT matches yeah we want to throw out Walter and Ilya Dragunov if you have not watched that match (sighs) stop what you're doing right now like I'm telling you to stop this recording (laughs) yeah and uh, go watch it I think I literally think it's probably my favorite match I've watched this year.
1: It was the best non-New Japan match that I watched this year. Easily and better than a lot of New Japan matches that I watched this year. Uh, the It's like... It's a wrestling match, but it has the shoot energy of, like, earlier professional wrestling. But also has a lot more energy. And these guys aren't on cocaine. Sorry (laughs) to out you, old school wrestling. But like, yeah, like, this Dragunov guy has the energy and charisma and fight that him being that much smaller than Walter was still compelling. Even for somebody that uh, might have an issue with um, smaller guys getting over on bigger guys because it exposes the business, jury's out, fucking business has been exposed. But I understand that potentially taking you out of it, but like, you believe this guy yeah, 100% of this match. As soon as he comes out, he looks like a threat.
0: And then another one is the Finn Balor-Kyle O'Reilly match at, at, a, at a takeover for NXT. So I was trying to remember which takeover that was. That's what I was looking because that was going to be the one that I was going to say to you. Uh, I have been a big fan of Kyle O'Reilly for a l- long time. I, I saw him back in ROH and New Japan doing the Red Dragon thing with with uh, Adam Cole and all that. And always felt like in the Undisputed era, he was he kept being pushed into the tag team, mm. and I was just like, no, like, more put him in the <laughs> put him as a singles. Star, he's O'Reilly. not like
1: he's. Adam Cole was not there. He's probably bigger than Adam Cole.
0: Oh, he's definitely bigger than
1: Adam
2: Cole. <laughs> like, like, I
0: understand Adam Cole being the leader of the group and being the world title contender yeah. of the bunch. He, he but was I was like, the
2: founding name. Like,
0: I'm okay with Kyle. If Kyle is all he ever does is North American title in NXT, I'm okay with that.
1: That's fine. Just make him the gatekeeper.
0: But he needs to be in singles. And it was kind of his coming out party to a lot of people probably in this match against Finn Balor. He lost, but it... Uh, Dragunov lost and it didn't matter. Exactly. That guy, More people it, know I about Dragunov.
1: knew nothing about him, heard about that match, meant to watch it, watched it um, a couple days ago, and then put it on again earlier today, and it's... I'll probably watch it again in the next week. <laughs> and I don't... not a guy that re-watches a lot of matches.
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's another match that just high up there on the list of, of matches that I definitely feel like people should, if you haven't watched it. Which Absolutely. If you're listening to this, you probably have watched it. Yeah. But if you <laughs> haven't...
2: <laughs> Stop and go, go watch yeah, it. Yeah, I would seen that one before, we'll the
1: Dragonov one, and I took too much time to watch the Dragonov walter match, and when I did, uh, I was just like, not kicking myself, but truly amazed. I was like, yeah, I'm sure it's good. And then I watched it, and I was like, no, this is legitimately... Perfect. Yeah. it's It looks like a fight, but it looks like a fight within the
0: traditional rules of wrestling. Yeah. Well, let's uh, kind of go on to the stuff that we were kind of disappointed at in 2020. Cute. Just kind of a, throw something out there. I mean, as a guy that really only strongly
1: keeps up with new japan it is the interference i was fine with evil taking the title it was shocking i thought that that was great i think that every single match after that waiting for dick togo to show up and choke somebody and it just happening continuously it's but like just, just any ref
0: bump let him... there's one in every match yeah let him in. yeah as
1: soon as red chooses in there there's a ref bump but as soon as uh like he can let him let him pin somebody clean let him go in there and be a badass he's believable as a big strong boy let him yeah. be one and when you do that it's like okay well we I get it but it is kind of frustrating and kind of a disservice to old Wantanabe.
0: Absolutely. Shane, what about you? Oh. I mean, it's it literally can be anything. It doesn't have one. to be a match.
1: No, no. Just a, a thing that you were like, well, enough of this, please. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean... Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint one specific match, so I'm just going to go for one specific show. And Monday Night Raw for the bulk of 2020 has just blown. Uh, Not for lack of, well, I'd say not for lack of trying, but it appears a lot of times it was for lack of trying. Um, I mean, they had some good stuff early in the year, but it was like once the, the, the COVID situation happened, Raw didn't really know how to bounce back. So it was just the same frustrating. What the fuck am I watching this show for each week? Is to it, the point that I just stopped wanting to watch altogether, and you know, I let a few weeks go by, and you know, stick to SmackDown only because.
1: What was the frustrating thing? Was it like not following up on? It was just story everything. Storyline or...
2: sucked. The competition sucked. What the, you know, the the writing and creative. It was just they were, they weren't trying. Or yeah. if they were trying, then I'd hate to see what they passed on. Because if if they passed on all of that stuff and gave us this shit, yeah, it's in the it's last. It's just been a whole lot of bad.
1: Yeah, in the last two years, when I was paying more attention to WWE, uh, you, before you, the Fox swap over, uh, I basically, if I watched either of the shows, I watched SmackDown.
0: I so, mean, SmackDown's I, definitely been the better yeah, show the last Yeah, and so years. it's one of those
1: things where it's like, oh, like, I had to... Even, even then, I was not interested in The Raw Women's uh, Championship.
2: In Once Becky Lynch was gone, it didn't matter anymore. And they spent the last two years building that up. You know, that belt main evented WrestleMania.
1: I mean, the the, like... The Becky thing was, like, lightning in a bottle where it's amazing. They didn't even particularly handle it as well as they could or should have but it was just like a runaway train yeah and it's like hard to get that again now that she's gone and honestly good time to have a baby Becky because like like it's not easy to uh get over um right now and when she does come back and if she when and if she comes back uh and she comes back to a full crowd can you imagine that monumental pop (laughs)
2: Yeah. It's gonna be It's gonna a. be a thing.
0: So for me, and this is kind of I'm going to be calling out some people here. <laughs> Gatekeeping. <laughs> hey guys. It's all wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like enjoy if you enjoy one thing, then enjoy it. There's no need to put down the other thing yeah like who cares Really,
1: i uh don't i have strong feelings about some of the promotions we've talked about but i've been very nice here because what like we're not we're not reviewing these shows week to week it doesn't do me any good to say that i think that you know if i'm like i think that this promotion sucks and i think that everything i think like What's that? We're talking about we're talking about good stuff and bad yeah. stuff and keeping it personal as opposed to just shitting on what somebody else might like. I don't want to yuck your yum, and vice versa. So,
0: I mean, if Shane said that he liked Retribution, I'd be like, okay, but <laughs> yeah, but you know. that's,
1: that's that's friendly ribbing. Yeah, exactly. We're not.
2: We're also not. I'm, I'm equal opportunity, where I give all of the promotions the same amount of love and hate. Yeah, if you like it, you like it. And you meet. don't,
0: you don't. Exactly. I mean. I end up watching, I mean, the Wednesday night wars. wars. <laughs> I feel like there's so many people that are just like, AEW's better, NXT's better. And I'm just like, I watch both of them, yeah. and I enjoy both of them and, for the most part. And
1: I would say that week to week, it's a crapshoot because both of those shows have wild inconsistencies. Oh, and definitely. One match is the difference most of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And so and that's just, me
1: personally. I think that one match is typically the 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 thing that would sway my thumbs up or thumb down
2: yeah exactly
1: unfortunately they it it's typically only one match <laughs> and that's to me kind of a bummer but it is what it is
0: yep yeah absolutely um so literally if you're out there and you you hate on people for liking something else that you don't like like I don't feel like WWE is has done a great job on their weekly shows uh-uh. but if Shane were to say that he's loving it I'm not I'm not gonna be like oh you're stupid like no, it's, it's w- pointless for me to do that he's not me. what hear,
1: I would do uh, is ask for ask what he yeah, what he the, liked about it so maybe maybe I, mean, I can uh, understand or be dragged in a lot of these things are characters and people uh performers that have been around for a really long time and like that stuff ebbs and everyone's career ebbs and flows and it can add up in a way that is compelling to
0: you if you find those people compelling Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely greed so now that we've gotten our like Disappointments out of the way, or, or gripes <laughs> yeah. of 2020.
1: I didn't even talk about all the other interference. I just kept it to you the kept, one. You kept it to the one. I mean,
0: in New Japan, there there's Evil, lots sorry. of inter interference. Yes. it feels like That's, it's all
1: happening from the same place, but it's happening with everybody that is in that faction. Exactly.
0: But who would you say is your the best performer or? Favorite performer, even, of 2020. Who do you feel... I mean, even if you want to highlight someone that, you know, has just improved over the course of the year.
2: Hmm, That's a tough one. I mean...
1: You know what I can't ever stop thinking about? What Hmm. can you not stop thinking about? Um... Hiromu screaming in the middle of the ring for about, like, two minutes straight and how it gave me goosebumps. Hiromu in general, uh, like... is... about as good as it fucking gets. Checks every single fucking box. And, um... I hope one day he can turn heavyweight and be the face of, uh, of that company. But that scream of the fact that his friend turned and him not being able to like process it and just guttural <laughs> scream in the ring yeah. was, uh, <laughs> man.
2: Oh, this is a tough one. I um, mean, yeah. Have- I'll go for it. I'll if go you've ahead. got one,
0: I mean, For me, best performer... Master Watto. Definitely not Master Watto. (laughs) Best performer of the year for me is... I mean, it it seems kind of trite, but it's Kenny Omega. Him and Hangman Page won the tag team belts, I believe, on like literally the first or second show of 2020. And this entire storyline has built from that point forward where they had these ebbs and flows of their relationship with the young bucks and that being come to a head, at, you know, that pay-per-view them still having issues and then losing the belts to FTR and then going into and having a singles match to determine the number one contender for the world championship at an, the next pay per view, I
1: mean, it's easily the most consistently and consistently longest running thing told in AEW. Story
0: yeah, probably in every promotion, if you think about it. I don't think there's a year long story that's really been told at any promotion, even yeah. New Japan, which yeah. New Japan does a pretty good job of telling long stories. Theres are a
1: lot more subtle exactly. than anything that AEW has ever or will ever do. So it's a little bit of a different build yeah but um as far as like traditional like american wrestling that's the only storyline that i'm even aware of that i have any interest in and i absolutely cannot wait for uh, adam page to take that belt from him
0: and see and i mean I'm looking forward and to I mean, it as, as well. As a guy
1: who doesn't even watch the show regularly. Because I love Hangman Page. I, yeah, I want Adam Absolutely Page love the guy to lay Kenny Omega the fuck out and take that But Omega's and... now
0: the world champion, and literally in the last, in the two weeks after that, they've opened up this whole new world, basically, and AEW and Impact are kind of crossing over. Omega's headed, Omega is going to main event the Impact's next pay-per-view. You know what that's good for?
1: Impact. Impact needs all the help they can get, and good on them, and good on, Here's like, for being elevated that way. Impact has
0: elevation. had a great year. I don't watch their weekly show every week, or in, by any means, but I've watched all their pay per views. They've always, they always have really good pay per views, and they've had a newsworthy
2: year as far as stuff that they've done there.
0: They do a great job. Ever since Don Callis and Scott DeMore took over Impact, they, I mean, they're still on a, a, a television channel that n- no one gets, yeah, so they don't really get a whole lot of views. And people, I think, still feel that when they think Impact, they think TNA and, and they think the trash Western, yeah. with Hogan and Bischoff that was there. It's not that, it's much more athletic and think X Division. Style stuff that you saw back in the day when it was really good, the X Division stuff. That's what every performer is basically bringing at this point in yeah. Impact. And Impact is very fun. I mean, they I'll do they do the I saw. I'm sorry, for American style. The they do the American style of storytelling sometimes. So there's there are definitely stories that like
2: don't hit.
1: Yeah, they do some. They try out some goofy stuff,
2: but. What you you're only, saying? Right? You can only go into the undead realm so many times. <laughs> oh God! Exactly. No realms. <laughs> Literally, please. no I mean, realms. That, that Just is one realm. That is one, one, one of the sillier storylines that they do. That's yeah. what
1: I'm interested in. Is the one where the but they made up, up for up it in. with
2: a lot of the changes that they. I mean, hell, they had the first. You know, some people hated it. A lot of people loved it. They had the first female. Well female yeah, but Tessa is a badass,
1: so it's kind of cool. Exactly. <laughs> like if it was if it wasn't Tessa Blanchard, like, you know, not, if it, it, like, it can't be fucking Rio. just can't be. (laughs) It can't can't be. Like, that's just like, but Tessa Blanchard has the, you know, the father and she's probably one of the best women wrestlers on the planet and she's a badass. So it's like, if you're going to do it, at least do it with somebody that's credible.
2: Shane, did you think of something? Um, yes, I was going to say, uh, Character-wise, yeah. You know, back when she first started, I hated Becky Lynch because I thought she was pointless because they didn't do anything with her, and then they turned it that, around. Those
1: stu- stupid goggles. Yeah,
2: and then I, for the last six years at least, uh, Roman Reigns has fallen into that category, and this year they finally got it right where they took him off of TV, stopped overloading and forcing him down our throats, and got it to the point where we just weren't expecting him to show back up. Well, and then, they didn't take him off
0: TV. He
2: asked to not He be. asked to be off, but they, they didn't mention his name at all. That's true. Yeah, you know, they, they kind of erased him from the surface and just let people go about their business until the time was right to have him come back, and then they totally flipped the script on him, which they should have done... Yeah, Minusio. all those years ago
1: as soon as he takes that um like bulletproof vest off i'm like this guy's a fucking
0: star mm-hmm. like oh that's yeah that's all it took it's it's the i it think that literally that's a huge the part of best it. thing that is in wwe right now uh-huh. is roman reigns and if you had asked me last year if i wanted to watch a roman reigns match i'd be like no no, yeah, not absolutely not yeah. i don't care one bit about but roman now it looks like a
2: Fucking star. Yeah, and he's in the process helping elevate others. You've got Kevin Owens which is back in the spotlight now again because he's actually, you know, being used relevantly. You've got Jay uh, Uso who is yeah, he's he's was forever the Uso that nobody could remember his name, you know, because he wasn't married to um Naomi Trinity.
1: That's uh, where's, yeah, that's okay. Where's uh,
2: Naomi been? We're hoping she shows back up at the Rumble.
1: I always but... uh, like her. She's just, like super athletic and a fun baby face. Yep.
2: But yeah, these people that they haven't figured out what to do, all of a sudden they're all figuring out what to do with them together. And that makes me happy because yeah, I've been sitting on my couch forever saying, do this, do this, do this, do this. And now yeah. they're finally doing like two of those things. Samoan Shield, baby.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, let's look for forward to 2021 is there anything that you're you want to see you know a prediction or just anything really I want
1: to see um, less Bullet Club interference and I want to see uh, Kazuchika Okada come off of his down cycle Um, drop the money clip bro drop the money clip which I think (laughs) might be happening in the next couple of hours, as Wrestle Kingdom is about to happen, if he doesn't finish Osprey with a Rainmaker, uh, like, that'll be a great moment for him, to, for Will Osprey to pin Kazuchika Okada. But there's just as much of a chance for Kazuchika Okada to come off of this lazy down cycle, have to pull deep inside of himself and... Pull out that short arm clothesline for a win, and when that when that uh, hard cam zooms out for the rainmaker, like is a moment that
0: I'm really hoping. I for. I remember the first time I ever watched a New Japan show, and that happened. I was just like, "What? Whoa! What? What just happened?" Because <laughs> like they don't do camera movement for anybody. No. And then he does this rainmaker pose, and it zooms, and I was just like. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, and I was like, jarring. Okay, okay. Okada's a big yeah. deal.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. Even like if, if you've never seen the man wrestle before, you know as soon as that happens that like it's yeah it's, that it's a thing, and not having that for basically a whole year, uh this might not be the spot for it to happen. Maybe they he stays in this down cycle longer and pulls it back up later in the year. I don't know. That's something that I'm looking forward to that moment of him pulling the Rainmaker back out. Because when it happens, uh, it's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. He's the best wrestler on the planet.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How about you, Shane? Um, I mean, aside from just having crowds back yeah yeah that's I mean, that's my that's the blanket I be... statement um i mean believe
0: believe me me and michael were planning on going to madison square garden this last weekend year
1: just to catch the sh- a show
0: to watch new japan in madison square garden mm-hmm. and that all got canceled and and think
1: of the nxt house shows we would have went to those would
2: have been oh, fun because those are so much fun they're so fun mm-hmm. so much fun Never got to go to one of those.
1: Well, when they, when it Dang happens, it. we'll all be uh, in the front row. Front row, baby. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. It's worth it.
0: Cheer, cheering for the refs.
2: <laughs> oh yes,
0: gotta cheer for those refs.
2: Um, I don't know. I'm I'm still as much as people dump on him. I'm still intrigued on what the hell they're gonna do with the fiend. Yeah, they. I mean, I'm curious to see what his they're gonna character. do with well. him. They've set him on fire. I would say that I'm interested,
1: but not excited just like morbidly curious and see i am
2: excited because bray wyatt when he first first debuted all i could think of was you know just from his when he was bray wyatt i should say not when he was husky harris and all those others (laughs) um but there was just something that stood out about him that he under you know granted he grew up in, in a wrestling family, so he understands the business, but there was just something about his character and how he presents himself in front of a crowd that was very reminiscent of a Jake the Snake, a Kevin Sullivan, you know, these devious masterminds from years gone by, and I want to see him take that...
1: And add it to The Fiend? Maybe maybe take some of the goof edge off?
2: Eh, or what? Not so much the goof edge, but just, just be... This dominant powerhouse that, you know, Jake the Snake for the longest time was, I don't want to use the word gatekeeper, but. I'm going to add a caveat, though, to your to your thing. Okay. Don't put the belt on him. No.
0: He needs to be as far away from the belt picture as possible.
2: Yeah, because it's inevitable if he has the belt, then he's going to have to lose the belt and it's going to fuck everything up.
0: Exactly. Let him just wreak havoc.
2: That's exactly what yeah. he needs to be doing. Let
1: him Samoa Joe everybody. Where Samoa Joe just goes in psychologically, cuts promos on people, and attempts to mow them down, but typically eats the pin. But he's compelling and believable when he's doing it.
2: With Bray, at least for me, they've had him just right on the edge, and then... A misstep. Yeah, a misstep or a wrong turn, or they'll...
1: Yeah. something that nobody is stoked on. Or he's which is you a know, supposed
2: to have this weird match where he's in one costume and Finn Balor's in another costume, and then he's, you know, gets—I don't remember what he got sick with—meningitis or mono or something—and then it fucked up an entire program.
1: Oh, were they going to do a demon match?
2: Yeah, it was going to be Demon versus Sister Abigail. This was two thousand nineteen or eighteen oh, okay. or whatever. Yeah, it was a couple but... of years ago
1: or so. Okay, so before he came back in the yeah.
2: team. Uh, yeah. With his, his little moment at WrestleMania with John Cena, that one kind of re sparked my interest of they can do all kinds of wild and crazy stuff with him and make it effective. Some well, people are gonna, gonna like it, on some fire. people are gonna hate it, but I'm just I wanna see them do more and better with him.
0: Man. I've literally sat here for like the it's last it's couple not of Not as minutes. easy as you think. And for for AEW I, I I feel I mean, I don't even know what I mean, I, I want Hangman Page to continue to, you know, move up. You know, I mean he's right there. I I I think that storyline is probably going to be one of the better storylines. I to be honest, what I'm I'm curious what they're going to do with the Dark Order. Yeah. Actually. Oh uh, yeah. Um un unfortunately, you know, with the Passing of Brody Lee, which I I can't even bring myself to have w- to watch the tribute show because yeah, I read about it. That was and heartbreaking enough. I'm just like, I know I'm gonna probably bust out in tears when I watch it because, I mean, I didn't love Luke Harper, or I mean Brody Lee. I thought was was a good character. Um, it was the best
1: thing about the Dark Order, which I don't really have any positive things to say about.
0: I mean I feel like like, talent wise the Dark Order is really good um, in watching like Evil Uno and Stu Grayson are an amazing tag team John Silver is one of the most charismatic people that no one has ever heard of I mean his stuff on I mean he's gotten over because of BTE I'll admit it but if you watch some of his matches, he's very good in the ring as well. Yeah. But he's... I a, guess I'm
1: basing this off of, like, the early Dark Order, even before Brody came in, where I was like, what is this good Once, once Brody
0: Lee showed up, it, got better. It, it It shifted a little bit to yeah. being a little bit different. They kind of had a... They had a, a rough start, the Dark Order. But yeah, now with it, the leader gone, unfortunately, yeah. I don't know exactly what they're going to do. I mean... It, they may just continue to be a thing without without a leader. I, I don't know. But I'm curious to see what... I, I do feel like all of them are probably going to be pushed because it's something that, you know, like, they literally just had, like, the highest rated show. I mean, I know it was a tribute to Brody Lee, but all these guys were in front because every single member of the Dark Order... Was on that show. Yeah, so like just not
1: taking advantage of those eyeballs, even though it's a bad situation, a horrendous situation. Like it's like we well, got to continue on with this in some some way. Yeah, they can't show up next week as like you know evil dose or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like you know you can't just like disband, you can disband the thing, but like should you?
0: I mean, they could break off into, you know, separate little smaller groups or whatever. Yeah. Which is possible.
1: But, I'm just interested to see how that plays out. I, I
0: am. I am very interested. I mean, just overall character development in AEW is just interesting to me because, I mean, the whole Omega thing, It's it, that storyline's not technically over. Hangman yeah. Page storyline with, with Omega isn't no, over. No. You know, so there's... There's all these little spinning plates that they have, which are great, and I'm just I'm really curious to see if they're going to keep hitting on all cylinders, and hopefully they can, a couple of those plates that aren't spinning quite as well, uh, maybe maybe they can get those going as well. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's I think that's what we kind of wanted to come here and talk yeah. about. I'll basically,
1: give honorable mention of curious about the Empire
0: the Empire I'll even throw one uh, Empire. Will Ospreay, Jeff Cobb oh, and okay. Great O'Carn in New Japan they just formed a Yeah,
1: Okan has a match in the next 48 hours with Hiroshi Tanahashi Hiroshi really? Tanahashi has no problem at this point in his career laying down to people Yeah. but if Okan pins Tanahashi we know that that means a lot for this guy in this Absolutely.
0: company I mean for WWE a guy that I'm curious to see what they're going to do with Keith Lee. Yeah. Yeah, I love Keith Lee. Because I, I feel like he should be main event quality, and there's been rumors that
2: that's going to happen. Who knows? I'd like yeah. to see them do a reverse draft, where or not necessarily even a reverse draft, but a, an equal draft where they take some of the Raw and SmackDown people and send them to NXT. Because we've already learned that when they send them from NXT to the main roster... It fucks everything up for their so characters. So you're just like,
1: oh, wouldn't it be nice if uh, Alistair Black could just like have a really good match in an NXT ring
2: again? Well, I mean, not even just Alistair Black. You know, send Jey Uso down to NXT. Oh, okay, and, you know, I got you. Get some of these these guys that you know. Yeah, they Jey need Uso to build going them. down
1: there and like wrecking shop and taking a title. Elevates yeah. him and gets him a spot to actually.
2: Don't look at NST as, or NXT as maybe elevates That's kind of hard to say. I,
1: I don't know if
0: it does elevate him because. Yeah.
1: That's that's true.
0: If it elevated people, then it would be. all these people coming up from NXT would move right into. But it's a different. Spots. creative.
1: Yeah, but then you go Which back you to that same. You go back to the creative that wasn't treating you well in the first place. I don't know. I mean, I see where you're uh, where you're coming from. And I would love for it to work, but I don't trust them. It's, <laughs> that's what it is. It's about trust. Exactly.
0: But thank you for joining us, listening to our rambling about 2020 and what we're looking
2: forward yep. to. Stop
1: Tell us about games. it, uh, Power or ROH, things we haven't really kept up with. I've heard ROH started to do some pretty good stuff for yeah. this year.
2: Are you as angry as I am that Glow didn't get renewed?
0: Let us know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty Anyone bomb, looking I'm pretty forward bored about to that. Stephen Amell's new heel show mm-hmm. where he plays a
2: wrestler? Oh, well, that's right. That is starting up soon, Maybe Stephen Amell. Oh, the arena, Reno. Reno. Yeah.
0: Uh, but if Sorry, you man. like this episode or any of our <laughs> other ones, please uh, rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts at. You can always email us at wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com. If, you, if there's anything that you ever want us to talk about, I'm hoping that we get to do a few more of these house shows yeah. in the new year. Hell yeah. Um, Make us do a stardom review. Oh, please, God, yes. <laughs> that would be what I want. <laughs> And uh, you can always find us on Twitter at WrestlingHistoX. That's Wrestling H-I-S-T-O-X. Well. Well, We'll talk to you next time.
1: That was a house show. Laters.